everybody, and welcome to Real Talk with Brandon. I'm Brandon. We're talking. This is real. Welcome to Real Talk. So today, this is the first episode. And since it's real talk, let's talk if something's real. That thing is Bigfoot. Bigfoot, you might say? Why is he real? Because he's got a big foot. So I figured first episode, pun, we'll real talk Bigfoot. So, you know, if you like this podcast, watch it again. Watch another one. I might do more. Who knows? This is the first episode. We're just rolling with it. So let's start. All right. Now, I have a history with Bigfoot. Me and him, we go way back. When I was a kid, there was this show on the History Channel. It's called Monster Quest. I don't know if y'all seen it. I was a kid who liked to watch the History Channel. Other kids watch cartoons. I still watch cartoons. I love cartoons. Then we just talk about cartoons being great. But real talk, Monster Quest, pretty cool show. At least for me when I was like eight. So in the show Monster Quest, basically, the History Channel would send this team of scientists to go find some random cryptid. So a cryptid's just some random unknown animal. Your basics, your Sasquatches, your Loch Ness Monsters, your Mothmen, you know, that kind of stuff. So, pretty interesting premise, to be honest. And I feel like this is like one of the first of the, let's go out into the woods and try to find this crazy creature shows. Which there are a lot of, actually, if you really look into it. I don't know, I didn't research that, but just for my opinion, I feel like this was one of the first ones. But anyways, so I decided, hey, doing Bigfoot, I like Bigfoot, I like that Monster Quest show, you know what would be cool? Why don't I just go watch the episode about Bigfoot? So, guess what I did? I watched the episode of Bigfoot, and did it hold up, and did it make me think, maybe there is a Bigfoot. Now, Monster Quest had this cool tagline at the beginning, it would be like, witnesses around the world report seeing monsters, and the... The, the announcer dude had a cool voice, so it made it sound cool. But anyways, he'd be like, witnesses around the world report seeing monsters. Now, are they real or are they imaginary? Science searches for answers. A monster quest. And I appreciate that because I love science. Science is super cool. And they do use a bit of science. Now, granted, maybe not as much as I'd love, but, you know, it's the basic, oh, we gotta keep people interested. So that but here we go i'm talking about the bigfoot episode which is the second episode so this episode while they're looking for bigfoot they look for him in this place called Snowgrove lake in canada now Snowgrove lake you can't get there unless you have a boat plane like one of those planes that can land on water and is made just for water that is the only way you're getting there because there's no airport there's no roads there it is just a lake that you need to get a boat plane to literally make it to. So this is about as remote as it gets. So there are people that live there. Well, maybe not even live there, just visit there and have cabins there. But there are people there. But the only way to get there is, of course, boat plane. So there's not a huge population. So there's been apparently a lot of reports of Bigfoot in that area. And they start off by interviewing this one guy whose cabin has apparently had some uh, Bigfoot activity. Now, for people who don't know about Bigfoot somehow, I don't really know how. He's really popular in just media in general. But he's this big-ass, hairy dude. Two arms, two legs, walks on, walks upright like a person. He's like eight feet tall, 200 pounds, got like no neck. That is what the show said. He has no neck. 
Maybe he does have a neck. He probably does have a neck, but the show said no neck, and I'm going with that. Because I like to think he just doesn't have a neck. But anyways, now, it was called Sasquatch in British Columbia in 1920 by some dude. Because it was one of the Native American words for it. Because apparently Native American tribes in that area have been talking about Bigfoot for, like, hundreds of years. Which is pretty crazy. So, I mean, you got that going for you on terms of Team Bigfoot. So if you think Bigfoot's real, I mean, if people have been seeing him hundreds of years, it's pretty credible in that sense. So you have that going for you if you do believe in Bigfoot. So the guy starts talking about how a Bigfoot broke into his cabin. Now, could be something like a bear, but it could also be a Squatch. There are a few people living in that area, so it probably wasn't just kids, you know, breaking into his cabin because they're dumb kids. But it could also be dumb kids breaking into his cabin because they're dumb kids. But it was probably a Sasquatch. Let's be real. I mean, giant hair monkey man breaking into your cabin, destroying the place. Definitely, definitely a Sasquatch. And apparently this Sasquatch is, I quote, angry. And he visits a lot. Like, So he just goes into his cabin and just wrecks up the place. So this guy is like, all right, I'm always feeling like I'm being watched out here in the woods where there's hundreds of animals that even if you are feeling like you're being watched and that's a thing you can actually do, there's not like hundreds of other animals that could watch you, but it's the Sasquatch because we know it's the Sasquatch because Sasquatch is, Sasquatch is out there. He's out there to find you and he will find you. He will eat you. I don't know what else he'll do to you. Maybe he's just a really chill dude. Maybe he just wants to have a beer with you. I hope so. But I'm just asking the questions here, fans. So apparently this thing that Bigfoots do is called wood knocking. So they'll get like a, a stick or something, go to a tree and just like start whacking it with the branch and make this like knocking sound. So this guy is like, all right, I'm going to knock back at this guy, this Bigfoot dude, because why not? So he does go and knock back, but no response. So later on in the night, everyone's about to go to bed. So the one guy is like, all right, dental hygiene, that's pretty important. I'm going to bed. Why don't I brush my teeth? And this is a small cabin, so they're only running water is apparently the kitchen sink. So he goes to his kitchen sink, looks out the window. Lo and behold, there's a squatch. Why is there a bad squatch there? I don't know. But then the Sasquatch starts shaking the cabin. He's shaking this whole cabin, freaking everyone out. Because he's mad at the, the wood that was knocked at him, I guess. I guess that was Sasquatch for, uh, no, I'm an asshole. Get out of my house. So he shook the house. Now, maybe the Sasquatch was actually just an angry dentist. And he was pissed at him because he didn't floss. Now, how a Sasquatch gets into dental school without people, you know, realizing he's a Sasquatch. I don't know. Probably didn't happen. He's probably not a dentist. He probably wasn't mad about flossing because I don't think Sasquatches floss. And that's one fact I think we can all take from this is that Sasquatches don't use floss. That's why their teeth are kind of nasty. But so apparently the things like, you know, the most common cause of property damage in remote areas in Canada is the black bear. Which, you know, is probably what half the thing people think is like actually a Bigfoot is just like a bear. But, you know, we'll go with it. So they talked to this dude, Dr. Lynn Rogers. So he's a doctor. He's probably pretty smart. And so he's like, you know, it's usually bears. 
So you know how the guy's cabin got like totally destroyed and it wasn't kids and it was definitely Bigfoot. The guy said it couldn't be bears. Now this is the doctor, like a wildlife expert. He's like, it's not bears because when bears raid a cabin, apparently they eat like the lining of the refrigerator because it smells like ants to them. Because there's, I guess, formaldehyde, which degrades into formic acid. And they're like, yep, that smells like ants. So they, they'd attack that. But no, apparently it didn't do that. So it's probably Bigfoot. You didn't say it was probably Bigfoot, but we, we all know what you're thinking. It's probably Bigfoot. It's got to be Bigfoot. Someone's got to have big feet here. It's not me. I wear size 11 and a half shoes. So it's Bigfoot. It couldn't have been a bear either because the doctor said it was hibernation time for bears. And what's more realistic here? A bear waking up early to get food and during hibernation time? Or an unknown giant hairy man just breaking into some dude's cabin, wrecking up the place because that's what he does. And he's also, I guess, holding a grudge because that man knocked at him. And I guess that is the middle finger of the Bigfoot language, which, you know... Fun fact, we learned about the Bigfoot language. Bigfoots have a language now. Maybe they don't. I don't actually know. I'm just speculating here because I'm apparently now a Bigfoot expert in the last five seconds. So as an anti-bear precaution, what a lot of people do, including this guy, even though this is Bigfoot, not a bear, this is definitely Bigfoot, will get like a ply board, a wooden ply board, and just drill a bunch of screws in it. So they're all facing up in one direction and just put it in front of their door. So, you know, if a bear tries to get in through the door, it steps on screws and it's like, oh, that's that that does not feel pleasant. I should probably not go this way. And they don't go in the house and wreck up the place. So apparently this shit works on Bigfoot. The Bigfoot was like, all right, I'm going to go in this house, wreck up the shit. But then the guy's like, uh, 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 I got the board, remember? So the Bigfoot steps on the board and just leaves. So apparently there's a bunch of like blood and hair and shit on this board. But of course, the guy's like, huh, I probably just caught a Bigfoot with my screw nail board thing. I should maybe, I don't know, contact science, which he does do two years later while he's reused this board like a billion times. So anyways, the Monster Quest people are like, all right, let's get some scientists down there. They got like a microbiologist. I guess, because they're experts on Bigfoot. We know anything. Bigfoot are microscopic. But they got a microbiologist. Cool. Microbiology is cool. I love microbiology personally, so it's a cool thing. So they fly a seaplane out to the lake cabin, right? So they go, they get, you know, the board and board with all the screws in it. Now, this thing has been sitting out in the elements for, like, two years, they said. So, basically... These two guys are like, all right, let's try to get some biological material off of this uh, two-year-old out-in-the-rain screwboard. So there's junk on it, but, like, it's all dry and crusty and kind of nasty. And they're all like, yeah, this is kind of dry and nasty. I hope we can, you know, get material off of here so we can actually test anything. So apparently they get some what looks to be blood tissue samples and, I guess, some hair. So all that gets analyzed at the end of the episode, of course. And that means I'm also going to use that tactic and keep you all around. So we won't know if there's a Bigfoot until the end of the episode, I guess. So the guys use like all the screws that have blood and other junk on them from the alleged Sasquatch stepping on it. 
and they kind of draw an outline, and it very, very vaguely looks like a big foot. Like a big foot. Big foot. There you go. It's big foot. Could also be a bear, because bear prints look kind of like feet sometimes, but it's probably Bigfoot, not a bear. What the trap was made for, bears. It was Bigfoot. So anyways, they get that, and then we go back in time, because this is a show about time travel now. But anyways, then we go and learn about one of the first accounts of Bigfoot by the white man, says the show, in Canada. So this is the first time white people were like, that's a Bigfoot. Maybe, you know, get a Starbucks or some Crocs with this guy. I don't know. So the guy doesn't see Bigfoot. He's literally like, oh, there's footprints. Could be a bear. Maybe it's not a bear. It doesn't really look like a bear. Could be a weird bear, but I don't know what it is. This is like in 1811. So this is like, you know, before they invented some cool things like uh, Internet. I really like the Internet. So who knows? Maybe it was Bigfoot. Maybe not. Then it cuts to this pro tracker. This lady's apparently a pro tracker. It just says when it says her name underneath. It's just like the lady's name and then tracker. So she could be a pro. She could be an amateur tracker. I don't know. But apparently one day her and her like friends were out hiking. They go to this like river bank and in the sand there's Bigfoot tracks. Now she took a picture of this. Now if you know you didn't have it like highlighted for you, I don't think anyone would be like. That's a Bigfoot track, but this is a pro tracker, mind you. Maybe a professional. I don't know. But she's like, that, that, that's a Bigfoot. She was pretty sure that was Bigfoot. She was joking, like, yep, that's Bigfoot. It's got to be Bigfoot. Couldn't be anything else. Couldn't be a weird bear because, you know, bears exist, and we know they exist, and it's pretty obvious that bears exist. So, I mean, that's probably not what it is. It's probably this random giant hairy man that is unknown to anyone it's it's that. That's what it is. Now, the next segment on this show is they find, like, a diary in the cabin that got, like, shook by Dr. Bigfoot, like the dentist Bigfoot, I guess. Now, apparently this is, like, ten years ago, and they just find it, and they're like, oh, these guys found a Bigfoot footprint, because I guess that's all Bigfoot does, is you can't find pictures of him, you can't find anything else from Bigfoot except his feet prints. Those those just survive. And I know I said feet prints, not footprints, but you know what? I like saying feet prints, and you know what? I'm going to keep saying it, maybe. So, feet prints. Now, these footprints, they're like, okay, they're, they're it could be humanish or bearish type 16-sized footprints, triple E, they said. I don't really know shoe sizes. I know the numbers. I don't know what the E means. But So, apparently, they just found some big-ass footprints that they admit might be bears, but we don't know that for sure. So... Could also not be bears. So the team of scientists decide to, you know what, just go up to that spot in the diary and look for Bigfoot. So this one guy decides, you know what, I'm going to stay camping by myself, set up a bunch of motion tracking cameras, and just uh, see if I can uh, find a Bigfoot. So he goes to the woods, sets up a campsite, and just sets a bunch of camera traps around the vicinity and just waits over the night. Of course, nothing happens. He doesn't find Bigfoot. There's no pictures. It's just nothing. But now we get to my favorite part of the episode. So they have this journalist who was friends with this dude named Albert Osman, who was apparently kidnapped by a family of Sasquatches, like, years ago. 
This was back in 1924. This guy got kidnapped by Sasquatches. And that's just crazy. So apparently he was out in the woods prospecting. That's how you know what's in the past. People don't prospect anymore. That's just a very pastish thing. So he's out there prospecting. So he's thinks he sees some things following him. And he's out in the woods for like three days. But, you know, he's fine. So he just decides, you know, it's late. He's going to bed. So he gets in the sleeping bag and goes to bed. Like, apparently he doesn't wake up in the middle of the night because apparently he gets taken, his sleeping bag gets taken by a Sasquatch and just carried off. And he was apparently asleep during that whole time. So the Sasquatch just carries him to some random spot, dumps him out. Now, apparently this dude had his gun and a bunch of food just in his sleeping bag. So, you know, that was very convenient. So he doesn't shoot the Sasquatch. Nah, he just kind of chills with it. Like, like they're bros, I guess. He likes just straight chills with them. So he's like, he starts making coffee because it's the morning. He's tired. He got kidnapped by a Sasquatch. I'd be tired. I'd want a cup of coffee too. So he makes some coffee and then he does a bit of pinch, which I guess means chewing tobacco. It's the past. People did that. There weren't any splatoons there, but there probably should have been. So anyways, he does a little bit of his chewing tobacco, and the Bigfoot apparently is super interested because he's like, what the fuck are you doing, crazy man? Because chewing tobacco is lame, and he probably just smokes cigarettes or jewels because that's hip. This is also in the past, so they actually didn't jewel. Not trying to spread misinformation. That's not what this show's about, folks. But anyways, so like a dumbass, this giant monkey man just decides to take the whole like little like can of the chewing tobacco and just shove it in his mouth. So obviously that didn't taste good. And the thing goes crazy and like grabs his coffee and just drinks it all down and then like runs away apparently to like the river to, you know, get water because he just ate chewing tobacco like an idiot. And the guy's like, now it's probably my time to go. So he decides, yeah, I'm a peace out and just leaves. So that is the story of this guy who is dead. And this is like a recording from years ago, 1966, to be exact. So that's a little bonkers. And I just love the fact that this guy gets kidnapped by Bigfoot. He has a gun, but he doesn't do anything. He's just like, you know, what? I'm just going to chill with Bigfoot. Like what I said earlier, Bigfoot is probably a chill dude to have a beard with. So, you know. That's something. You can just chill and have beers with Bigfoot, and they kidnap you even though you have a gun, and you could just shoot Bigfoot, and then you're known as the guy who killed Bigfoot. Probably be famous. You'd probably have, like, a lot of money because you killed Bigfoot. And at this point, I would rather have a dead Bigfoot just so people could be like, all right, that's legit a Bigfoot, than like, oh, Bigfoot aren't real, or they are real, but we have no good evidence. So back to our crack team of science investigators. So this is the last day they're at the cabin. So they need some money shots. So they apparently are attacked by the Bigfoot. Now, they're not like attacked by the Bigfoot. Like the Bigfoot actually runs out and like tries to kill them, eat them or whatever the Bigfoots do. No, instead, apparently just some random rocks got thrown their way. And then they're like, oh, it's Bigfoot. So they just throw a rock back into the woods and I guess later another rock gets thrown and they're like, nothing else can throw rocks but Bigfoot. 
Which, I mean, yeah, in Canada, there's nothing much that can throw rocks except people, but it definitely wasn't people. It was Bigfoot. And I think we all know that at this point. There's another part where they're like, what could Bigfoot eat? So other than, like, berries and, I guess they said moss, maybe bark. And they're like, grouses. These, are these like, big birds, kind of like turkeys, but, you know, can fly, that live around there and apparently don't have fear of humans. And, like, the guy's like, look how close I got to that one. I could have just killed it right then and there, thrown a rock at it, you know, whatever. That's what the Bigfoots are eating. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, the reason they don't have fear of humans is I'm guessing they don't interact with them much. So apparently they don't interact with Bigfoot much either. And it, but apparently it's like surviving off of killing them all the time. You think they'd be like, I, this Bigfoot's bad news. Maybe I shouldn't be around it. But, you know, that's just my theory. It's probably not that. I mean, it didn't. they didn't let them get close because like that's a very isolated area. And they probably barely ever, if at all, never see humans. And the humans there probably don't try to murder them. But, you know, if a Bigfoot tries murdering you every day, that, that's fine. They'll just let it get close because that's that's just what Bigfoot does. It's just got a very calming personality so he can kill you. Dun, dun, dun. But, you know, Bigfoot doesn't kill anyone ever. No one's been killed by Bigfoot or attacked or maimed. He just kind of chucks rocks in your general direction, which, you know, is kind of passive aggressive. Next, he'll be hanging up sticky notes like, yo, why don't you leave out some of your food so, like, I don't die in the... Canadian wilderness because Canada's really freaking cold, but that's that's whatever. So next they're going on about how Bigfoot's very shy and rarely rarely shows himself to humans. And then I'm just like, so why is he throwing rocks at people and kidnapping this one other dude? If I was shy, I wouldn't want to be kidnapping people. That's not what people do when they're shy. They're not like, oh, I don't like talking to people or interacting with people. So let's just kidnap this one dude so he can come live with us. And I can just drink his freaking coffee and not get shot by him, which still was like, why do you have a gun if not for Bigfoot? Like that That's like the prime list on things you want to shoot in the woods. You're like bears, moose, Bigfoot. That's That's like the list right there. So now we're reaching the end of the episode. And this is the fun part. So this is where... They get the DNA and hair that were found on that board with all the screws in it. This is when we relearn the results from the test they did on it. So first one is the hair. So they do hair morphology. I'm not a hair morphological expert, so they got one instead. Now this guy is like, this isn't, I don't know what this is. It's unknown. So, I mean, it could be Bigfoot hair. So that's, that's a... That's what you have going for it. And also to just be, you know, outside for two years and degraded, but it could be Bigfoot hair. They didn't mention what kind of changes happen when, you know, he leaves hair outside for like two years, but it's it could be Bigfoot hair. It's not a hundred percent impossible. So that's really good to know. So at least from the hair so far, Bigfoot possible. Not a hundred percent. They're not like it's it's definitely Bigfoot hair because apparently no one's caught a Bigfoot, so we don't know exactly what their hair is, but it's possible. So then we get to the fun part, the DNA. So they have two different people run this. So the first dude says, there's no DNA there. It's just too degraded to get anything from. So it's either that or he also said it just wasn't tissue. And it was just some other junk that would happen to be on the screw. 
So, no DNA. First one, not a Bigfoot. But now, we go back to the guy who was, like, in the woods. The one who stayed in the woods with all the cameras and just didn't do anything because nothing happened. Now, he, being a microbiologist, has access to DNA sequencing technology. So, this man, a man of science and culture, prepares to do science. So, it shows many shots of science. He's got the PCR machine. He's got a, 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 an Erlmeyer flask. He's just swirling around with some sort of liquid in it. Maybe it's a buffer. Looks like he was doing some kind of, like, electrophoresis, so that might be it. But anyways, before he can run the DNA test, there's a problem. There's something inhibiting the DNA extraction process. And we don't know what it is until we do know what it is. Now, while they're explaining this, they're just doing a bunch, you know, science stuff in the background for the camera. And I kid you not, there is a shot of him using a microwave, like a normal microwave you'd find in your kitchen. It literally says cook time on the like number display. He is using a microwave. And I just thought that was the greatest thing ever. They're just like, hey, we need some science shots. And he's just like, I got to heat up my lunch. Does, does that count? And he's like, I guess microwave sounds freaking sciencey. So here we go. There have I guess microwaves are a key part of a lab. So the galvanation on the screws is the inhibitor. So he's like, all right, I was able to cut it out and purify the DNA. And dun dun dun, we finally find out is this big feet DNA? And drumroll please, it is found to be primate DNA. Now, this DNA is definitely not human, he says. There is a one base pair deviation. But other apes, like chimpanzees, gorillas, orangutans, so our closest living relatives, they have a base pair difference of 35. So either this is an unknown ape that is way, way closer related to people than anything we found so far, or it's a dude who's got like a one base pair mutation that messed up this whole thing. But it's probably Bigfoot. So no conclusive evidence on that front. It could be because, you know, it was all out for two years in the elements and that kind of ruined things. But we don't know for sure. So it's either Bigfoot or a weird human dude who's got like a random base pair mutation. And that is it. That is how we end that episode of Monster Quest, and that is how I end my talk on Bigfoot. Final thoughts on Bigfoot? Is he real? I'm going to say, yes, I guess he could be real. If, you know, he was an angry dentist that kidnapped people, but also liked to be alone, and was just kind of a hairy man mutation. So, if you could tell by my tone, no, I really don't think that's Bigfoot. That show didn't really show any great evidence for Bigfoot. And here's the one thing I never get about Bigfoot. Like, this is the future now. Everyone nowadays literally carries a camera with them 24-7. How have we not had a good picture of Bigfoot ever? I get in the past when, like, you know, like the 90s, no one had a camera with them 24-7 unless you were, like, a cameraman full-time. That was your job, which makes sense. But now everyone does. And you think if you saw a Bigfoot, the first thing you wouldn't do would be like, uh, I'm going to get on my phone so I can like send a snap of this. Be like, yo, boys, I saw Bigfoot because that's awesome. But, you know, that's just my thing. Also, just, you know, 
there hasn't been a body or a live one ever caught. And there is some evidence towards it. And that's why there's a debate. It's because there's no clear evidence either way. But in my opinion, there's not a Bigfoot. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe literally the day after this comes out, someone will be like, oh, I just found a Bigfoot. That's a live Bigfoot. It's super real. And I'm kind of sounding stupid now. But you know what? That's just what I'm going with. And if you believe in Bigfoot, good for you, man. You believe in a giant hairy ape man who walks in the woods. That's what you believe in, and that's fine. So anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in. This is my first podcast, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. And, you know, if I make another one, I really hope you people listen to it. So thanks. And it's Brandon signing out. This has been Real Talk with Brandon.